You're listening to the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener, joined by Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. We're covering a Jersey College hoops. Uh, we're back after a little uh, layoff, guys, but we do have some uh, catching up to do. Uh, our, our last show, Rutgers was flying high, number 11 in the country. And now they just came off the loss to Ohio State at Columbus, which, you know, Ohio State's a very good team, so you can roll with that. But then uh, then the problem started, guys. Uh, uh, Ron Harper Jr. sprained his ankle in practice. Now, at the po- that story up to that point was that Ron Harper Jr. was just playing out of this world. I mean, he's just playing at another level, playing, frankly, is one of the best players in the country. Uh, And uh, he sprained his ankle. Uh, They still had a nice win at home uh, uh, to Purdue. Purdue down um, this year, but still still a a, a good team. Uh, Mathis went five for five from three in that game, so kind of won him the game, frankly. And then a loss at home to a very good Iowa team, uh, number four in the country. Uh, at that point, and um, it came down to one possession, and you can kind of live with that too. Here's where things got tough, guys. Blown out in East Lansing uh, to the Michigan State. In. Oh man, and you know Tom Izzo is a good coach, but look, he doesn't have. This is one of the the the, the worst teams he's had in years, and still to this at this point, there's I believe they're two and four in the. Uh, in the conference and just Not vintage. It, it, yeah. And then, you know, they come home and they, they lose to Ohio state again. Now I know Ohio state's, you know, one of the better teams in the country, top 20, but you know, you look at both rosters and, you know, I'm not convinced that they're, you know, Ohio state should win two games going away. And by the way, in their first matchup, Rutgers was blowing them out. And then the roof came to caved in in the second half and uh, Ohio state went on a run and that was it. So that, that was actually a little puzzling loss in Columbus. And, and so two losses to Ohio state. Okay. Then they have a home loss to Wisconsin, but it looked like Rutgers basketball again, they played tough. All right. Couldn't put a ball in the ocean mm-hmm. and they still was a six point loss to a very good Wisconsin team. And then a complete inexcusable loss to an undersized tired Penn State team that that it looked like Rutgers didn't even want to be there. That was a very puzzling uh, th- that loss there, and that's where you really needed to get concerned. And that's where I was like, man, I, I, I you know, this is a team that that just doesn't even look, doesn't even resemble the team that started the season, the team that was number eleven in the country at some point. Now there were injuries, Cliff Omarui, his injury significant because he was a big part, uh, clearly a big part of the team. You didn't realize how much he was, how important he was. That was a problem. Geo early in the season, but they, that they got over that Ron Harper jr. Definitely that slowed him down. And then he just did, you know, now in that Penn state game, at least what we saw is we saw Ron Harper jr. In the second half looking like Ron Harper jr. And then I'm thinking, man, they go to Bloomington. I'm thinking the way they're playing, how can you expect them to get a road win against a pretty good Indiana team? And that's sure enough what they did. I mean, Pykele, uh, Pykele, uh shook up the uh, lineup, put Mulcahy and McConnell in over Young and Mathis. And uh, they played what looked like Rutgers basketball. Again, hard-nosed defense. They definitely had much more co- cohesion on the offensive end because the offense was pretty bad for that run that they had for a while there. So 
here they look like they got themselves back to at least what Rutgers basketball has been, what what they've been over the uh, over the last couple of seasons here, which is a hard nosed, scrappy defensive team that outplays the other team. That's what they. That's what we weren't seeing the last four or five games. They were just lost, and they just their their their, their body language was horrible, and the and their um, their energy was low. It, it was really puzzling. Um, but they, they hit the wall. Yeah, but they did turn things around against Indiana and there is time to save this season, you know, eight and six overall four and six in the conference. Uh, you know, they, you know, Thursday they play uh, Michigan state at the rack. Then they go to Northwestern. Northwestern is reeling. Uh, they got many, uh, in uh, next, the following Thursday. So you got three games here where they can really get back into the conference. I think if they go 500 in the conference, they get in the tournament so they can save this season. But there was a run there where they were just really like, they just didn't look like the same team. Uh, and Matt, what, what did you see during that run? Well, there's a lot to digest there with all that you said, running down uh, what <laughs> Rutgers has gone through. Uh, but I, I think that the injuries were huge. I think that without the depth at center, it put a lot more pressure on Miles Johnson uh, with uh, uh, Omaruri out. Uh, I think that Geo Baker came back a little too soon. You mentioned the inter- injury to Ron Harper Jr. Uh, then they bring in Caleb McConnell, and and that changes rotations a little bit. And let's be honest, players look at minutes, Johnny. You coach, even though you coach younger kids, they want to play. And so yeah. now rotations change, opportunities change, and the green-eyed monster steps in. I don't know that that necessarily happened, but it's possible. I think that they just hit a wall, and it's a tough conference. So they look terrible. I don't know if they're out of the woods, quite frankly. It was a nice win against Indiana. They played much more like uh, the Rutgers team we saw earlier in the year. But there's a challenge ahead. Who knows who's playing for Michigan State? Uh, yesterday, uh, uh, Izzo said, uh, well, we're getting on the plane on Wednesday, and whoever can play will play. Whoever can coach will coach. They've had three straight games postponed because of COVID incidences. So who knows what team will show up, and it's not been a good year for Michigan State. But they've got two against Minnesota, as you mentioned, and that's going to be a challenge. And they still have uh, – they got to go to Iowa – and they have what Ohio Michigan. State, uh, Michigan on the roster, not Ohio State, Michigan on the roster. Mm-hmm. Those are four potential losses. So if that's the case. Now you're up to ten and in the conference, and you have no room for error. So they are not quite out of the woods yet. And uh, I think that we'll know a lot more about them over the next couple of games. But this this team that had uh, an NCAA tournament in its hip pocket, like they got Maryland, and you know. That's going to be a crucial game. So I, I don't know. If you can't beat Penn State, can you beat Northwestern? Mm. Yeah. Are you, are you going to be Nebraska's first victim? I don't know what team went to Penn? State College. I don't. So, Johnny? That, the, the Penn State one, to me, is the one that sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, losing to Iowa is is not, you know, alarm bells shouldn't go off. Although they were in that game late. They held Luca Garza down for most of the most like the first thirty minutes of the game. He had about ten or twelve points, and then in the last, you know, eight or nine minutes of that game, I think he scored sixteen or eighteen points. He just went off. They couldn't they couldn't do anything. And, and as Matt mentioned, you know, down to just 
um, you know, Miles Johnson up front, and he is a foul a second. He just he picks him up quickly. So that that hurt. You go to Michigan State, and I know that's not a vintage uh, Tom Izzo team, but it's hard to win in East Lansing to get whacked there. Losing to Ohio State, you know, again a very good team. They're they're up to I think number twelve in the country now. Um, losing to Wisconsin is not a bad loss because they're really good, although they were certain back into it. So it's the Penn State game that really sticks out to me, as you said, Steve, that was the real eye-opener and a head-scratcher. But um, I guess Coach Peichel got into them because they did, you know, really pull out a, a big win at, at uh, Indiana. I think it's the first time they've ever won uh, in Bloomington. But a couple things to look at. Um, Geo Baker, we mentioned, came back a little bit early. He's only averaging under 10 points a game, which is the lowest of his career. He's really got to start to pick it up. And something that you talk about, Steve, and we text here and there uh, during the games that, that really is a bugaboo for them. And it comes back to bite you in the rear end of their free throw shooting. It's absolutely abhorrent. It's like the the worst in the country. in the league. They're 14th in the conference. I don't think they they shoot like 59% at the line. I mean, that's inexcusable. Some of these games are close. Yeah. You know, you're losing close games, four- and five-point games, and you can look no further than the, the charity stripe. And, you know, maybe they need to bring Kevin Bannon back to do the strip free throw practices because <laughs> they, they got to do something to fix that because it's really, really bad, and it's hurting them. You know, we still in high school, we had to hit five in a row, and you think that's not that easy. You have to hit five in a row or you go or we don't go home. That was practice yeah. every every night. And you yep. think about it, so that person, if you hit four in a row and that person's going to the strike for that fifth. And then we did suicides if you missed it. And so sure. and it got it got the team together. And uh, so oh. there are things that that can be done that can kind of mimic a uh, the um, uh, a game situation, at least a pressure situation, because you're letting down your guys if you miss that fourth or fifth free throw. But there well, are, I can remember a yeah. quick story, Steve. I don't mean to interrupt, but when. Yep. When I was living with Marty Conlon uh, back in Providence in the day when, when Patino was the head coach, uh, and then afterwards, they would have you know their uh, individual practice was about an hour. Then they'd have team practice. It was a couple of hours. Um, and then at the end, they would have study hall. And then when study hall was over, they weren't allowed to go home in, until they each shot 200 free throws. That was every night. And I'm sure they're maybe they're not doing as much because the you know the NCAA has cut back on practice time and now yeah. the world we're living in today. But I know they're working on them. I mean, let's be honest. If I have my eighth grade kids shooting forty or fifty of them at practice, I know that that Pico's doing that. I mean, he yeah. knows what the problem is, and there's some good shooters there too. Sure, and, he, he's and then amazing. you know, and usually that you have that you know just like Shaq, you have that big man problem with miles johnson just man i mean you're hoping he hits the rim i mean it's it it, there's just some some, couple of the guys just it's it's a journey but then others it's just in their head there's no question gotta gotta figure it out especially if you want to go deep anywhere you want to you want to be successful in the conference tournament if you want to go on to the to to, you know march madness i mean you got to be able to to hit your foul shots it's part of what being a good team is but you did you did mention geo John and Geo yeah. did t- turn it around against Indiana, and here's this is an important thing: Geo Baker has to be healthy. I mean, we he he's been banged up in his Rutgers career. He had the thumb last year. This year, he turns his ankle, and we know that he struggles when he when he's not healthy. And he and he's important to the team, uh, as Matt mentioned, may have been rushed back. But here's the thing: when he is healthy, and you got a player that won the Purdue game at Mackey Arena last year, you got that 
that level player. And I think we saw that uh, against Indiana and that shakeup where he was running the point and running that team. And you need to see him so that you don't have so much pressure on Ron Harper Jr. just being this phenom, which he was early in the season. But you can't expect that every night from him, although he can do anything on the court right now. I mean, the guy can uh, shoot from anywhere. He can drive to the basket. I mean, he defends too. I mean, Ron Harper Jr. has been a very good player that went away for Rutgers. Whatever happened with the the ankle sprain or whatever, injuries were definitely part of this, as Matt mentioned. And so they, they appear to be getting healthy now. Um, I think the McConnell thing threw a loop into things too. You know, Matt, you were right on that because then Mathis and Young are looking over their shoulders. And oh, by the way, Mathis only had three minutes against Indiana, so that's very interesting too. Um, you know, but Young and Mathis are some of the most athletic guards in the country who can guard the other the other team's guards. No, you know, no problem, man. So this is a team that can absolutely turn this around. They just got and let's let's be fair with with Coach Pikel. I mean. Look, he's our guy, man, and he's done a great job. And you know, he's he's a class act. Um, I, 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 he's a great representative for the school, man. I, I think he's done a fantastic job. But come on, he's learning too. It's a long way from Stony Brook. He's in the heart of the Big Ten now, and you know, he's 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 got to make adjustments too. And he made a big adjustment. Yeah, but I think he's learned. That learning curve has taken place. Yeah, he's yeah. been there long enough. I, I'm not blaming him at all. I think, listen, things happen, and I think we discussed them, but. I don't think he but he's had that play. much. He's got to figure out a way. But he's, he's has he had that much talent, out. Matt? Has he, he's a he has a lot of talent, man. You look at the roster versus yeah, but other rosters. He's been in the Big Ten, but he's been in the Big Ten. This okay. is not his first go round. You know, he knows the tough team. It, like, no, I don't. I don't think being in the Big Ten is an excuse anymore or a learning process. I think he's got as much talent as he's had there. They've just hit this terrible patch, and if they don't pull out of it, they will not go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, and I'm curious to see how they will respond and it begins with the game against Michigan state at home. But they're, as I said, they're not out of the woods, but you go back to it. I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming him. They've had circumstances, but I I haven't heard people complaining about him. Have you? Oh no, 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 no. I'm not saying, Oh no, no. Okay. Here and there. It's like, Hey, you know, in the, in the losing streak, they're like, Hey, what's coach doing here? How's he motivating them? There was just a lot of questions of what's Pike doing here because this, this team's got to get back on, on track here. And I got to tell you the Penn state game. I I can't, I just can't see how uh, the Penn state, was playing like three games in a week. They were undersized, 0-5 in the Big Ten, and they just completely got out-hustled in every way. It looked like they didn't even want to be there. It looked something like the Michigan State uh, game, too, where if you're on the road, I, I get it, you know, uh, you know, playing on the road is always a challenge, but man, that was, again, John, you said it, it stuck out to you, too. That was well, just a bad one. game. Look at, it's like the old Sesame Street. Remember the song, which one of these is not like the other one? They played Iowa top 25. Michigan State at the time, top 25. Wisconsin, top 25. Ohio State, top 25. Penn State, not even top 100, probably. And they got whacked, and they didn't show up. That was that right. was a real head-scratcher. But the good news was that you go and win on the road against Indiana, yes. who was really good. Yes. And listen, I, I keep coming back to the fact that even though they were ranked Coming into the season in many of the places, top 25, I still think they were a year ahead of schedule. I mean, what he's been able to do, uh, Coach Peichel, in this conference, I think has been 
has been really good. And, and yeah, but you know, Johnny, Johnny, you, you know? got you got but, Jacob Young now, a dynamic player like Jacob Young yeah, but now. Jacob you got, Young, he yeah. drives me crazy. He's a guy that I wind up screaming at the television <laughs> set. Please. He tries to go one on the world way too much. Even him in, and Mathis, in Indiana, they had a they had a four point lead late, and they had a two on one. It was about a minute and change to yeah, go. Yeah, no, that was bad. And instead of pulling the ball out and yeah. running clock. He tries to force the issue, misses it, or they turn the ball over and they foul yeah, it. So bad possession. That was a mistake by him, no question about what it. And he plays, and him and Mathis play out of control, man. There's a lot of missed layups only because they don't, they're, they're finished. They're so quick oh, and, and, and athletic, but, um, you know, time the, and the finish. Score, time and score. My two biggest things I te- preach to my kids yeah. time and score. You got to know. What yeah. the situation in the game is? Pull the ball yeah. out, and, and a guy like Paul Paul Mulcahy, free throw shooting team. Mulcahy doesn't make those mistakes, you know. I mean, you know, Geo doesn't usually make those mistakes. It's it's no, but yeah. Young just is he's going a yeah. hundred miles an hour all game, and 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 oftentimes he's calling his own number. He yeah. likes to to call his own number to right. get out there and 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 try and score as many points as he can. To me, he's and a bit he of a selfish player. But you know, a, but a good but an athletic yeah athletic dynamic player. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, these they, they need Mathis and Young to guard the, the other the other team's guards. Man, I mean, defensively, they, they, and they'll get back into this, you know, because they're playing defense again. They're get their their identity is defense, and then then from the defense they'll start scoring. Um, that that's uh, that's important. So, and we saw that against Indiana. And so, look, this there's a positive right now, guys. I mean, we missed a month of, uh, here, but the, but the positive here is that they they went to Indiana. Indiana's a good team. I mean, not that not a great uh, team, and 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 perhaps maybe not even a top twenty team, but uh, you know, although they have uh, been in there, um, they they're they're a good team, and they they went to Bloomington and 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 won a big game when they needed to. So the the bottom line here, the story moving forward is they can save this season. They can get into the tournament. There's no question about it. It's all ahead for them. They just got to play. Uh, and then and it's not as Matt said, it's not an easy schedule by any means. They got Iowa, they got Michigan, but you know they got Northwestern twice. Northwestern's reeling. They got Maryland again. They you know they can beat Minnesota. They can beat Minnesota. They got many twice. So you know they, there's um and he, look, frankly guys they can beat Iowa. They, they can beat Michigan. They, they, they have the players. So we'll, we'll Not see on the road. Well we'll see how well we'll see how this rose. I think they can beat any team. Frankly, if they just just play their game. I mean uh, no. I mean one of the best teams in the country. No, but they're they're you know when they were talking about them possibly being a Sweet 16 team or being a fourth or fifth seed earlier in the season. That's not completely gone. This is a good team. They just injuries and just uh, they they got lost rotation whatever or whatever issues they had. They got lost there against in a very tough conference, and now they can they can get it back. They can figure this out. So uh, we will leave. Yeah, Rutgers. It sounds like to me, Johnny Boy. What sounds yeah. like a lot of hope and fingers yeah. crossed on the part of Steve. <laughs> Listen, like, you know, butts were candy and nuts. It'd be Christmas. Listen, all year I'm, long. guys, yeah, guys, you know, Steve. I know you're awfully confident they can beat Minnesota twice. Okay, not Here's twice, baby. You could, not you twice. Beat, beat them once. Listen, okay. they could beat Penn State. You're right, but they beat, but but they beat Indiana. All right, and they got it. Uh, you know, they're, they they seem to be getting healthier. 
They seem to be getting the rotation down with McConnell back. They're kind of figuring that out. Remember, he wasn't coming back. He had a back injury, and he was not going to come back at all this year. You know, he's they threw him player. back in the he's loop. A sneaky good player, you know. Yeah, he's a good. He's long, and he played he's defense. Six, and, six, six, seven. Yeah, yeah, he gives them another dimension. And so I think that's what Pykele did. He says, "Listen, we got to we got to bear down and play some some defense, and we've got to get um we've we've got to get a controlled basketball going." So that's why he brought him in and inserted him to the lineup, and we'll see how that goes moving forward but they you know look they got the players and they can really write the season and yes Matt I am hoping I mean because at the beginning of the season they looked phenomenal and how excited were we Rutgers doesn't see basketball like that hasn't seen it in a long time and so it was very exciting to see and then that 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 losing streak was wow I mean it's like a different team was showing up every night we're like what's going on here let's see if they can get this thing back on track it looks like to get it done it looks like the win against Indiana they're on the right trail now so let's see what happens there let's take a break let's hear from lg insurance and then we'll talk seton hall when we get back the big insurance companies barrage you with endless commercials and then have operators on standby who knows where ready to push you through the process at lg insurance we'd like to get to know you find out what your needs are answer all your questions earn your trust no rush here we'll take all the time you need and we still have backing from all the big guys. So we'll get you a great rate too. LG Insurance, local feel, national backing. All right, we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve with John and Matt and uh, Seton Hall just rolling along here. Yes, a tough loss to Villanova uh, the other night. Um, nine and six overall, six and three in the conference. Seems like the only struggle they're going to have right now is the the Villanovas and the Creightons of the world. Um, and you know the Big Big East is a very good conference, uh, but uh, they've been playing well. And uh, Willard Willard does a good job. And 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 so Mama Kalashvili and Jared Roden and company, man, this 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 is a good team. And they're going to go to the tournament. There's no question about that. It's just, you know, Matt, how how deep do you think they can go? How good is this team, in your opinion? Well, I'll, I'm I'm not looking at that right now. I think they're they're good. I don't know if they're much better than that, but they can't get too far ahead of themselves. Yes, they should have punched a ticket unless they completely collapse uh, to the NCAA. Uh, their Ken Palm is really good. They've played a tough schedule. But it's difficult the rest of the way. This week is enormously big. They've got Creighton. They haven't been home since early in the month. They've got two home games this week, Creighton on Wednesday, Villanova on Saturday. The Villanova-Seton Hall matchups have been terrific over the last couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, their last game was against Villanova, and they lost a heartbreaker. Mm. 76-74 game that questionable, very questionable yes. foul call at the end. And then uh, Mamu Kalashvili fumbled the long pass that he should have been able to put home pretty easily had he held on to the ball. So at any rate, uh, let's see. They haven't played since that Villanova game, and they still have two games on the schedule against Connecticut. Uh, they got John's Providence team as well, and you know there are a couple of games there that you won't call them gimmies, but you know they should be DePaul, and Marquette is just okay. Anyway, I, I, I'm not really sure what this team is yet. Uh they had, they've lost the big games. They got crushed like, by Creighton. Yeah, that was a bit. They, and they, they got lost blown a out tough one against Villanova. Yeah. So let's see what they do against the big boys this week. You know, Villanova to me is, you know, like death, taxes, Villanova basketball, you know? 
they they come off that. I think they were off for 27 days for yeah. uh, for the pandemic uh, shutdown, and they come out and they play like they hadn't missed a beat. I mean, you, you, as a coach, you wonder how your team is going to play from one day to the next. Then you have almost a month off, and for them to come out and play so well against you know a really good Seton Hall team, that was a really fun game to watch. It looked like every time Villanova got themselves out to a good uh, a lead where they could take a deep breath, back comes Seton Hall. Back comes Mount Kalashvili and, and Roden and that Shavar Reynolds. I mean, that little guy, he just wills his team. I mean, he hit big threes at the end there and, and made big free throws. I mean, he, he had such a uh, – his fingerprints were all over that game late. And, uh, you know, you bring up that sequence at the end, Matt, and, you know, that foul call there, uh, uh, it's – it's one of those things where I guess if it's, you know, 16 minutes left in the half or whatever, it's a foul. I mean, he, it was like the pass interference against, um, uh, against Green Bay or, or whatever in the, in the championship game the other day where he was pulling the guy's jersey, ha- almost had to make the call, even though yeah. the referee didn't want to. Um, so I guess they had to make that call. And then um, Cole Swider misses the first one, and you're thinking, hey, we're going to get out of this thing okay. Uh, they call a timeout to ice him. Um, I thought that was a great move by Willard, and um, he, he makes the second one. Uh, and then they throw the full length path, as you mentioned. And you know what was so funny is if you go back and watch the the replay, I, I, I got to use one of one of our friends, not our friends, but one of your friends, Matt uh, Bill Raftery has the great term. He calls it the tavern league shove. You know when you see under the basket. <laughs> if you watch Matt McCallishvili, he clears two guys out with his elbow. <laughs> And the ball falls right into his hands. And I think it was like, oh, my God, he couldn't believe he was that open. Because he would have laid it in and it would have been overtime. And so yeah, um, yeah. it was uh, – or, or would they have won? I think they found they that. Yeah, yeah, they, they would have won. Yeah, they would have won the game. They would have won Amazing. the game on that. But it, it just goes to show you. I mean, I think Kevin Willard is really underrated as a coach. The I fact do. That he yeah. keeps, keeps his teams in these games. And he, he really is, is something else. His sideline demeanor is great. He got a technical foul. I thought it was good. It shows you're sticking up for your team. And, you know, I just respect him so much on the sideline. I, I He's a guy I would want to go to war with, you know, as a player. I, he impresses me more and more with each game. And so you mentioned they have a big week coming up. Creighton, um, tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday night, huge. Payback, hopefully. And then uh, Villanova comes back in and see if we can hand them their first loss in Big East play. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy week. And, and Creighton has just been – uh, a big challenge for Seton. Oh, they're a terrific team. Uh, yeah, they're they're well what is it though, Matt? They don't match up well with them. It seems like Creighton's got their number, and it was a blowout the last game. It was Creighton uh, can score at will. That's at one of will. the problems. They 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 are a terrific offensive team. Shoot. So it's yeah, uh, they can, and so that's that that really is. And and by the way, McDermott's a great coach. So add it all up, you've got uh, you've got some challenges there so uh you know we'll see we'll see uh, it 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 really is one of those show it to me weeks i think seton hall will respond well against creighton i think they'll be fine yeah and they just can't get they just, and i actually it's good that they're playing creighton and not playing state to paul uh because they can't look ahead to villanova that's the one they've got circled though saturday for sure yeah. But yeah. Creighton prevents them from looking too far ahead, so I think that plays to the to the devil's benefit, uh, to the devil's <laughs> the other <laughs> credential center plays right. to the pirates. 
plays to the Pirates' favor. But you know, it's, Matt, it's, it's could, not going to be easy. It's going to be a challenge. It could be a huge week if they could knock off two top 25 teams. Uh, oh, they yeah. at least have, they have to get a split. Um, and, you know, if you're going to pick your druthers, you'd, you'd rather knock off number three um, in the country. But it, it's all right there for them. Uh, they've got two right there at home. As you mentioned, they haven't been home, slept in their beds in a while. Um, I, I think the one big uh, miss on the year, and we talked about it. I remember you had him on um, your Pirates podcast. Pirates talk was Bryce Aiken. A lot of a lot of goodwill coming in, thinking that this guy was going to be the the you know big help that this team needed a shot in the arm. And whether it's injuries or just not being able to get into the mix, he's only averaging about three points a game and has really been a complete non-factor. Hopefully, they can get him. Uh, going for the rest of the season because they were really counting on him to be, you know, a top two or three player. I think everybody uh, around, you know, Jersey was psyched to have him back, but around college basketball thought, wow, Seton Hall really pulled a fast one here. This kid can play. And uh, it just, for one reason or another, has not happened. No, injuries have been a big part. He, you know, was coming off an injured season at Harvard. It took him a while to get back into the flow. Then he got hurt, hurt early. Then he got hurt again. I mean, it's just really been one thing after another for him. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he can maintain good health because he is a very good player. He's experienced. He gives them some offense. But uh, Seton Hall right now can't really depend on him, right? No. Right? You, just, you just can't. And how no. about Shavar Reynolds, right? You had him uh, all along on the roster, a former walk-on, right? And, uh, you know, playing uh, – playing well and and get and again you got to get back to Willard as you were saying John right I mean did just a terrific job and uh I really they're the third best team in the Big East right I mean is it, it can, you, you guys are the Big East guys I mean what do you what do you say John is, is that the case yeah I would think yeah. right now you'd have to say absolutely top top three team and, and they have a chance to to really yeah. stamp that in the next four days they can really um stamp that but the Big East is sort of in the middle there. It's sort of a soft, mushy middle there. As Matt mentioned, Marquette's really not that great. Um, you know, Xavier all that good. Um, the Providence is is mediocre at best. They're, they're certainly not playing all that great, although they lost two games in the final second um, over the last week or so. And, and yeah, it's, and then the bottom, you know, really the, the bottom falls out when you get down to Georgetown and DePaul, mm-hmm. uh, Connecticut is the team to keep an eye on. Not only this year, yeah, they're the but, one. Yeah. But moving forward, Danny Hurley is cleaning up on the recruiting front. He's mining New Jersey. You know, I don't know if with the help of his father and the connections here in New Jersey, he's cleaning up, um, around here. Uh, he's got a, a, a first round draft pick and guard James Booknight, who's a star. Um, although he's coming back from, from surgery he had, yeah. he hasn't been around, but you know what you're going to get with that team. You're going to get 40 minutes and you're going to need to be in an ice bath afterwards. Cause those kids are going to bang you the whole game. And uh, his, while, while his demeanor on the sideline is, is leaves a lot to be desired. He, he, he gets the most out of his team. So as Matt mentioned, Seton Hall has them twice. And I know there's sort of no love loss there because I think Kevin Willard was public by saying he didn't vote for them to come in. He didn't want them back in the conference. I certainly don't want them there as a Providence fan because having to deal with them and their fans is too much, but that's a team to keep your eye on. They peaked in the top 25 last week. They fell out now because they haven't had book night. When he comes back, I'm telling you Husky mania, look out. Yeah, he's really good. And, and they, the other thing that that, that ticked 
Kevin Willard off is that um, he lost the recruiting battle. Adama Sanogo looked like he was coming to Seton Hall and then at the last minute Connecticut swooped in and got him. And so they lost a big time recruit uh, yes. to Danny Hurley. So, you know, the former pirate guard, uh, is a thorn in his alma mater's side. Yes, he is. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he is. Matt, yeah. is that? So, but I, I, but, I was going to say, is that you in the home office there? The the, the uh, phones ringing. Me. I'm sorry. Oh, oh that's you. Oh, I thought that okay. might be Danny Hurley right now. <laughs> I was, I was giving, giving him some props. I think he's calling me to say thanks for the heads up. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting how Danny Hurley spurns Rutgers pretty much ends up at at at, at Steve Peichel's alma maters. You know, it's uh, interesting how it all all went. Uh, and you, you would think Peichel would end up at UConn, and uh, but it, it doesn't work out that way. I think, but hey, it's fine for Rutgers fans because you know, again, I said you know Peichel's. Uh, doing a, a great job on the banks. Um, and we got a lot of basketball left here, guys. Um, so we're going to um, ride it out. We did take a little break, but we're back to our weekly show and we'll ride it out right to the tournament. A lot, a lot of basketball ahead of us. A very exciting. Um, again, uh, you know, a little hiccup from Rutgers, but Jersey Hoops is still super exciting and we are going to follow it the whole way that'll do it for this week on the jersey hardwood podcast i'm steve titchener with john mcalevy and matt lachlan check us out on moresportsnow.com that's our site you can find the podcast on that site also you can go on iheart you can go on spotify uh you can go on itunes uh and uh also uh soundcloud too to find find the podcast as well and uh we will all catch you next week 